Hi, Rav Judah here with Baba Batra, Perak Dalad, Mishma Tet. This last Mishma in the Perak serves as a wonderful review of so many of the principles we've seen so far in the Perak. So you'll see things coming up, and in the end has a few twists. Although, when we're talking, we're continuing from Mishnah Chet about selling a field. So we said what, what is sold as part of a field, now we do the contrast. When one sells a field, you're not selling, not included in the sale, are stones that are not needed for the field, just random stones lying around. The owner could still take those. They were not necessarily included. Uh, the original owner, I mean. If you have some reeds in a vineyard that are not being used, uh, no vines were planted there, they were just lying around, they weren't put in the ground. So if they're not needed, they were not necessarily sold. This is really just the opposite of the prior Mishnah. Uh, grain that has been disconnected from the ground, it's been harvested, is not included in the sale. If a person said, of course, I'm selling you the field and everything in it, then yes, everything in it is sold. And uh, either way, it's uh, what is still not included is uh, a, a border, a hedge that is quite large and thick. It's big enough that they could grow a bait rova. You know, it's a certain amount of grain that could be grown from there. So uh, even if you said, I'm selling you the whole field and everything in it, you didn't include this large hedge at the edge that's really a separate space. Even if you said, I'm selling you the fields and everything in it, you did not include the guard booth that's already been plastered over and made into a good permanent structure. One did not include a grafted carob or a grown sycamore tree. As we noted, those things are more, um, they're more advanced and developed and they take a long time. Uh, and so they were not included unless explicitly one said, so, and said that they were included. Also not included are uh, pits, you know, like wells and cisterns. Lotagat, a wine press, is not included in the sale. Lotashovach, um, a dove coat, is not included in the sale. Ben Chareven, Ben Yishuvin, whether they're in use or even an abandoned, older ruin of a wine press, it's still not included when you sell the field unless one explicitly said so. Now, once one has done these things, and let's say kept the guard booth or kept the wine press for themselves, even having sold the rest, Rebekiva says you have to then buy, purchase, rent the uh, a, a right of way to get to your guard booth that you hung on to or your wine press, because we assume that when you sell, you sell everything else, and so the, the original owner now has to find a way in and, and rent a way in or buy a way in. The rabbis say, the sages say, no, actually you don't have to, as we said in the past, you don't have to pay for that because we assume that when you sell, you are leaving yourself a way in and that was part of your intent upon the sale. Even Rabbi Akiva agrees that if you say, I'm selling you the field except for these things, that you have, of course have left yourself a means of getting there and you don't have to pay separate, separately for rental or to buy a right of way. If you sold it to a to another party, then uh, then now this but. I'm sorry, I think this recording got a little bit messed up. I'm just going back a line. The, in the event that the, uh, that you were not selling the field, but selling actually the booth, in other words, you're keeping the field, but selling the booth, selling the wine press, so on and so forth, in that case, um, Mecharon la'acher, Rebekiva Omer, Enot Sarech, 
If you are selling the booth of the wine press, you don't need to sell a right of way because clearly you're selling the thing and with it goes the right of way and Rabbi Akiva assumes that, uh, that you're, you're selling along with it, a means of getting there. It's the, it's the inverse of the prior case. The rabbis who say that generally people hang on to their right of way say that there needs to be a, uh, a that you need to then sell a person, they need to get from you right of way, renting, buying, and so on and so forth because we assume that when you sell your minimalist, Rabbi Kiva assumes that when you sell, you're more maximalist. Everything we've said until now, this is all about somebody selling. Ah, but what happens? If you give someone a gift of a field, the assumption is you're giving everything unless you specify otherwise. All these things about, well, I'm holding on to this, I didn't mean to sell that, that's sales. Gifts, we assume you're giving everything unless you say otherwise. If brothers or siblings are sharing an inheritance, so when the field comes to them, if, let's say there are five fields being inherited from parents, so if you got field A, you get everything in field A. If you got field C, you get everything in field C. The assumption is that with the field goes everything in the field. If a person converted and didn't have any family, didn't convert, they're no longer related to their non-Jewish family, but they don't have any Jewish family, and they pass away, uh, so their property is available, and whoever gets that property gets everything in it. Um, if you dedicate a field to the Beit HaMikdash, with it goes everything. So everything in the field goes as well to the Beit HaMikdash. Shimon says that when you dedicate a field, you do not give the Beit HaMikdash all the things that are in it. The only things you give it are those things that are nourished by the field, namely a grafted carob tree or a sycamore tree or anything else that's growing from the field. Since the field belongs to the Beit HaMikdash, that which grows from it does too.